All right, let's start the episode. Okay. Hello, I'm Kevin Peterson. And I'm Gerardi Peralta. And I'm Ryan Benwan. This is Serial Podcast 9, episode 51. 51. That's exciting. Yeah. It is. Now, if we only had a topic. I do have questions. I got two questions. Question me up. All right. Well, one of them is actually fully for you. And I had put this question off and I feel really bad. So I get to ask it now. And it's from uh, Oli Gordon. Kind of sounds like Olive Garden, but Oli, Oli, Gar- <laughs> Oli Gordon. I don't know. Anyway, doesn't matter. He's on Instagram. Okay, he yeah. Out. yeah, you do. Everyone who reaches out to me now knows Gerard. And then I'm always like, oh, you should send that Gerard. I'm like, I have. And I'm like, okay. Uh, anyway. I have? It's very, I don't, not this person. Someone else. It's another. That's a story for another day. Uh, All right. Unlimited breadsticks. Let's go. Yeah, unlimited breadsticks. Also, pretty sure this guy's Australian because he called me mate, which is great. I like that we have people in Australia that listen. Uh, hey, mate, hope you and the guys are well. I have another question for the podcast. What's the story with the 17 crown that's missing a, a rear bar on top of the shipping container? Exclamation point. And that is a Kevin question because Kevin loves crowns. Uh, yeah, so I was able to get that crown for cheap, um, because somebody tried to import it into the United States pre-legally, um, and they got caught at the border, so the car got sent back to Canada, or never made it in the States, whatever. So it was a five-speed, a five-speed 1J car, um, and then when the car got brought back here, they just took the drivetrain out of it, because it can't be insured in Canada anymore and it can't obviously go to the States. So it's kind of an uninsurable car. At the time when I bought it, my plan was to drift my 17 crown, get rid of the Altezza or something. I don't really know what the plan with the Altezza was, but I, I wanted to drift the 17 crown that I'm currently using as my, my fun summer daily car. But uh, yeah, if my theory was if I needed a tail light or a door or a headlight or something, which I inevitably would, it was much cheaper just to buy this whole car for all of those parts than to try and source the parts when I needed them. So that's what I did. Um, and the car kind of has no, no future, if you will. So the, I just put it up on top of the shipping container to kind of get it out of the way. But yeah, I have, I've taken a bunch of parts off of it while it's been up there still. So it's not totally, totally useless. Do you have to get up on a ladder and then climb up on the shipping container? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds like a real work-safe problem. Uh, yeah, something like yeah. that. I mean, I guess you're used to climbing trees and stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's why I just do it myself. You know, you know I get it. All right. Yeah. Uh, hey, that's good. So real cool. So I was told that that car was meant to be, like it had to be proven that it was destroyed. I learned that at Weekfest. Wakefest. Oh, really? Yeah. I, didn't, I did not hear anything about that. Uh, but I mean, if you want to destroy a car, it's a good way is just to give it to me. So, <laughs> to Kevin, uh, Rami uh, said that yeah. he had to prove that it was destroyed, and so he had to go over there and take a picture of it and send it to the people. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, like it's not on the road. So, there you go. A good way to destroy a car is to give it to Kevin. Um, here's a fun podcast question that we've never done. Uh, yeah. It comes from uh, at Dodo Ryan B. I think that's how you say his name. Oh, okay. uh, where's the weirdest place you've ever done the podcast from? 
<laughs> uh, well, I've done it once from the outside deck of uh, fuck. I'm gonna say lake house, and everyone's like, "Oh, you fucking go to lake house, eh, lake house." Yeah, probably. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, a little bit, but go on. Probably uh, got so that. Did, did you win it in a game of squash? <laughs> <laughs> so the deck, yeah, the exterior deck of the lake house, which is it's fine because it's outside. Um, but today, uh, that lake house is completely full and there are lots of people in there. So I'm in a van outside the lake house with a long extension cord running to the van. And I think today <laughs> it was like 36 degrees or some shit. Like it was hot as hell. What's the temp currently out here? 22 degrees right now. And I'm in the van with all the windows open and it's, I'm just drenched in sweat. <laughs> it's just <laughs> Dude, my Dyson right now is saying, like, in the room I'm in, is 31. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's hot. Yeah. It is, yeah. <laughs> and I have, so it's I have 10, the, like... 10, 1030 at night, 31 degrees. Yeah, I have, I have, like, the laptop propped up on an upside-down car seat in the middle row of our van, and I'm sitting in the back seat of our van, trying not to overheat, because the back windows don't open, only the side windows open. People are walking by, like looking at my laptop and listening to me talk. And stuff. So yeah, yeah, it man, is what it is. It's the podcast live. They're probably fans of. They're like, "Yo, that's serial podcast <laughs> yeah, live." They're, they're pulling <laughs> up uh, the Skoka chair right now. So yeah, coming straight yeah. to you live from a Toyota Sienna. I feel like yeah. Ryan. I feel like Ryan has done it a couple of times from like his in laws place, but like, I oh yeah, I've, yeah, I've yeah. only ever done it from like my house. Or my oh apartment. yeah. I did it in I did it in Melville, Saskatchewan, once I think, and then I did it in Regina once. But yeah. when I was in Melville, I had to the sound traveled very badly in that house, so I and always had to be very far. quiet. And it was yeah, so I wasn't very vocal that episode, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I couldn't go outside because the mosquitoes are so bad in Melville, Saskatchewan that it would have been the worst. So. Yeah. I didn't even have an option to be. I couldn't go to my lake house, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm currently like in Lake Cowichan uh, on the island. Yeah, I do like that. You're like people will make fun of me for living on a, having a lake house, and it's like you know Ryan will make fun of you for having a lake house. But Everyone else like, will just be stoked like, for you. Like you also, yeah, it's not your lake house. It's like yeah, it's you're it's getting like a, to use a you know you have access to family. Uh, yeah. yeah part of the family I mean like, yeah it's it's funny though because yeah I guess Kevin's only ever done it in that exact spot I've done it remember I used to do it in my garage at my other place yeah and yeah and then and then when my mom moved out I had to do it like because we were moving yeah. I had to do it downstairs in in an empty <laughs> bunch of boxes to not yeah. super echo in a completely empty room sometimes you do it in the kids room or whatever too yeah and that yeah, one time he had the, the TV on in the background and he did it in his kitchen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that was in yeah, that was in our uh yeah, drugs haven't done it the most place. Drugs yeah. the most places. <laughs> and for the person who cares about audio quality the most, he's had like the weirdest setups out of all of us, I feel like. <laughs> Just like yeah. straight up putting a sock over a over a, like microphone and yeah, and like being set up on cardboard boxes and yeah, very yeah. Very, uh, yeah, very weird juxtaposition. Anyway, then, well, yeah, thanks. I, I used to do it from my bedroom, and then uh, <laughs> my neighbor moved, and we had a new neighbor, 
And then he complained that I was like basically like yelling into the computer till midnight. And then, so now I do it from my living room where the other woman across the way like is super old and doesn't give a shit about anything. So. Yeah. Man, could you imagine having to explain that? He's like, oh, he like games every second Wednesday. And it's like the more embarrassing thing is like, no, no, I have a podcast about cars that I yell at my friends about. Dude, I was, I honestly gave him full benefit of the doubt. I was like, you know, hey, like that makes sense. Like, blah, 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 blah. And then like immediately after he was like, telling me to not keep my phone near the bed because the, the waves make it so he can't sleep. And I was just like, all right, dude, like, get the fuck away from my door. Like, you've lost all credibility. See you later, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, good. Uh, well, well, thanks I like, for... I like that question. Thank you, you like that, that there, yeah, to Ryan. Yeah. Uh, Dota yeah. logic. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Yeah. Good job at Dodo Ryan B. Maybe, um, yeah, maybe next sure. time we'll do the podcast um traveling like we should have done the podcast i mean we didn't have it back then but we did a similar thing it was like questions i, I told I ryan about that but when we did it in in uh daryl's truck in daryl's truck yeah. Boat. yeah exactly yeah we filmed uh, uh, like yeah. we'd asked we filmed and asked everybody questions i mean that footage is probably somewhere but... oh yeah. i guess somebody could I edit had, it i talked to um hey I don't really have a topic for tonight, so I'm just going to say some random shit, and then we'll see where it goes. I saw that the new Type R is coming out. Have you guys seen the new Type R? Yeah, I have seen the new Type R. It's not a Gundam. How do you feel about that? Uh, I personally am not a fan. Everyone's just going to say, George, you're such a hater. You don't like the GR fucking corolla you don't like the type r civic which i normally do like type r civics i just feel like a lot of the hondas like could look so cool and then they brought out this type r that just kind of looks very it's it's not even just like watered down it's like it's like a confused boring it's like somebody was like yo yo that last type r guys like it was just too much like the last type r two nuts yeah that's what i was gonna say it's the, it's the opposite of side of the pendulum yeah. like they like they what they were allowed to go full gundam and then now the pendulums come back and they have to go like full anti-gundam oh, like beluga or whatever yeah it, it just looks, looks so like cool. they rounded off all the corners and like took away all the coolness it felt it feels like yeah and it's weird too because like the the previous generation hondas started looking really really sick but like this last generation they started looking like kind of sort of pretty like basic like they they went back and they're a lot more conservative like the headlights are kind of like they're not super sharp they're not super like angular you know the taillights are kind of like also less angular the the yeah. body lines are less sharp it's just kind of lame i don't know it's interesting because i also also agree with that like yeah i don't know just like it doesn't really do as much for me as the the previous gen did oh yeah I was more amped on it because it was less of a Gundam. And I was like, now you can make it look like a Gundam if you choose. Which, if you recall, my theory was it would be funny if somebody bought the Gundam Type R and then dialed it back. Like, if their build was, like, to make it, like... More subtle. Yeah, like, it shouldn't have all these fake vents on it. And, like, you know, whatever. And now it has, like, functional vents. Like, the new one has functional vents on it, which is kind of cool, but... I mean, well, a lot of people were comparing this one to a, like a charger, and I mean, it definitely has like charger esque front end and stuff. But I mean, yeah, from a couple of angles, there are there are, like I feel I like it's weird when people compare stuff. 
so much, but like, I think I feel the like it's weird cool. when people compare stuff. All we do is compare stuff. No, I just mean like, <laughs> it's like they need to sort of compare it to something and they're just reaching like, like a charger and a civic. Like, I mean, I'm sorry to me that they're not very comparable. Like, I mean, the headlights, it's a stretch. You know what I mean? Like to be like, Oh yeah, this looks like a charger. It's like, in no way, shape, or form does that fucking car look like a charger. So I don't know. But anyways, um, I think the wing's pretty cool. It's it's like a crazy, legit yeah. like GT wing. Yeah, the wing looks dope. I think I maybe like it better than the Gundam one. But then a little bit of me was like, oh, maybe I like the Gundam one now that the new one's like. And then I thought maybe I only like old things. And that's my problem that I have to work <laughs> there. Like I'm not interested in new things. You're not an early adopter. Not an early adopter. Just like old stuff. That's not true. Okay. I like this. I, I feel a little like, you know, like apart from being an early adopter or not, though, like sometimes when a new version comes out that like allows you to be like, you know what? I think I, you know, like I like the where the pendulum was at on the last generation. And maybe like maybe the pendulum was there, wasn't there, you know, for two generations. So now, like, you know, yeah, like, they're also maybe, you only get a shot at it every second generation. I'm seeing I'm seeing things about a coupe. I don't know if that's just like a, uh, you know, like a some bullshit, you know, thing. But like, I think in a coupe it might look a bit better. But let me just take a closer look at it. I honestly haven't looked at it that much. Yeah, same. Uh, I mean, the chances of any of us ever buying a newer Type R seems pretty like slim. Yeah. So the wing is sick. Yeah, the wing is fully sick. The wheels are 19s now. I think they went back down to a 19. So that's fucking sick. 19 is like the best size. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a sick car. Like, the seats are nuts. Mm-hmm. Interior looks rad. I don't know. I'm like looking right now and I see like three different front bumpers. It looks like in my whole. One looks pretty lame. That's how they Those get Those seats you. are nuts. But yeah, on like, yeah. like is it's anyone weird because like. Probably not. No, but I mean, it's cool to, it's cool to talk about. It's weird because like I like the elements of it, but I feel like the whole combined thing is just kind of not. I like the hatchback. The shape is kind of cool. It would look good with like a big wing, like not the pasted on GT wing, but like a wing that extends over the taillights. That's kind of would be sick. I don't know. How I feel about that C that the C pillar window weird like, yeah, like jog yeah. in the window. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's cool. And I think that whole like kind of weird teardrop overall shape is just a bit, it's just kind of like not, I don't like the side profile of the front end. I don't like, yeah, like I don't like the three quarter profile of the front end. Yeah, like it looks, it looks really good from the front, like directly from the front, but somehow the the overhanging hood over the lights and then the bumper jutting out, it, it, it looks a bit like, bullish or, or like overbitey where i feel like the front should look sleek and kind of like doesn't match the back the back like looks pretty good except for that weird window jog that i'm not really super fan of <laughs> i mean don't they have like a weird window jog on the odyssey and stuff too you know like yeah right yeah, yeah. Angular, i mean the gauge, gauge cluster is pretty nuts i mean would i take it over a a fucking porsche or a Z or anything i mean i'm gonna say no Hey, 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 would you take it over a charger? <laughs> I mean, pretty I don't much know. The same. No, they got charger SRTs. 
pretty fucking cool, man. Like it's Sometimes. a V8. It's rear wheel drive. It's got a ton of power. It like looks pretty sick when it's dumped. Yeah. I sometimes I mean, forget only, that you're from Surrey. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, the, the only downside of a Charger, realistically, in my eyes, is that it's a Dodge. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's if that's the if any if a if a manufacturer that we like to bathe that car, we would really like it. That's yeah. the. I used, to, I, used to, I used to love the 300 and I was like, yo, Gerard, I'm building a 300. It's going to be so sick. And you're like, dude, the suspension's so whack. It's never going to work. It's not like, though. The suspension is the same as I swear you told me like, don't even bother. But I mean, obviously. It's like, just because it was so big. Yeah. I think I just thought, that, that would be so hilarious. Like a Says surprise, the guy that buys a bunch of wagons. I, for yeah. some reason, that's not surprising that Kevin would want a Chrysler 300. Yeah, man. I mean, the Chargers, dude, the Chargers in my hood are sick. I mean, like... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of down with the Chargers. And at the end of the day, man, it's like, it's rear-wheel drive. It does burnouts. You could drift it. Like, yeah, it's that, that in itself is already... Yeah, it sounds sick. They're fast as fuck. They have these huge brakes. You could fit, like, really sick, big-ass wheels on them. I mean, that's, that's like, way better than a Type R in my books. <laughs> Oh, the only really? reason I'd want the Type R is probably because, like, if I was buying a track car, like, why would you ever you want, want a track car charger, car? bro? Yeah, I guess <laughs> you probably could, but that'd be a thing. You could do that, live that life. But realistically, why would anybody choose a front wheel drive car over a rear wheel drive car, like car for car? Like, there's no reason know. whatsoever. Well, now that can bring me to the next point is we went to Wack- Wakefest, Wackfest. We- I'm gonna say all of Weekfest, all of the variations of how to say that name. Someone on YouTube Ryan did fashion. say, "Yeah, if you answer the uh, question yeah. uh, uh, all the ways, uh, uh, <laughs> just sounds like you're cutting out, Kevin." Uh, yeah, it sounds like you're cutting out. <laughs> Weekfest, Weekfest, Wackfest. There's a lot of haunt, a lot of Hondas there. Yeah, Why man. do all those people want Hondas, Gerard? Why didn't they give Kevin an award? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> leave Ryan alone yeah I mean uh, don't get me wrong I love Hondas but it sounds like you love Chargers and you don't care about Hondas from your last statement man like like, dude you can't have fun in front of a drag car like you can have so uh, you can have you can have fun up to here but you can't like get up to you know you can't keep going for the people at home that kevin forgot that this is not a visual medium the you can't the up to here was much higher like so the first one was low and then the next one was very high up like over his head did i describe that properly kevin yeah you did that's perfect okay good yeah for the visually impaired yeah Um, that's exactly which is everyone (laughs) listening to this Uh, okay unfortunately between the a charger and whatever is like you have to live with the dodgeness of it, which means your interior probably sucks. Like I'm sure the seats are decent because yeah, so they're probably Recaros or something. But like super cheap, rattling yeah, plastic, yeah, and like all the switch gear, and dashboard. Like, yeah, probably has like brushed day, aluminum and stuff. Yeah, but at the end of the day, car is a car. You drive it, and I mean, like, does the engine sound? That's sick? not true at all. Oh, fuck. Yes, there's no I way mean, like, you're okay, driving Ryan, that right. car. All right. right, yeah, yeah, Gerard, hit me with it. So, like, why do you drive your Aristo? Like, you know what I mean? Because you think the Aristo's cool because it makes the right noises. It looks sort of cool, but like, is it a nice car? It looks sort of cool. How dare you? No, uh, <laughs> is it a nice car? What like, kind of what steering do you, do you have in that thing? 
oh no this stereo doesn't work i got a 2jz that makes noise. exactly you know no they, they have something like harman Kardon crazy shit in there no doesn't have some, like, uh, the it does eight, but eight it's not I need. I would need Gerard to look at. <laughs> it does, like my stereo does not work. It even um, have a yeah, it doesn't. Are the like, seats nice? They are comfortable. Comfortable. They're, I think they're, they're I will actually say this. I'd say they're good seats if you're just driving around, but if you want to be sporting, they're definitely not the yeah. correct seats for the car. I will say. But I mean, that, also that. Okay, go on before I say my thing. I was say just it. saying, like. Like even just seats generally in the last like 10, 15 years, like what would be considered an average seat for today is probably still nicer than your seat in the Aristo. Yeah, that's fair. I will say that I think and to you a charger uh, has seats in your Aristo. Like I, I don't fucking fucking, I'm never <laughs> driving a fucking charger because that is not on my list of things. Dude, you're gonna like rent you're gonna rent a compact car and you're gonna show up and there it's gonna be a charger. We upgraded you for free. <laughs> and then I'll be like, just swearing. Fuck this yeah. shit. Give me the Volvo. Um, no, I one, I do actually think that the Aristo is more comfortable, like an all-around more comfortable, maybe quality built car than the Prius. Like, which is yeah. a weird thing to I mean, yeah, you of. literally have two vehicles of almost the same generation. Well, yes, but the you third have one too. Premium version. I got a 2010 Prius. The Forerunner? And the Forerunner is a 2000 or 99. So the 99 and the and the Arista were closer. But I would say that the build quality of the Prius, like the Prius is cool, but like, yeah, it's more plasticky. Uh, the doors are lighter. So Gerard would love that because he loves light doors, apparently. Um uh, but yeah, it's more like it's just more. I feel like, it's supposed to be lightweight, you know. It's yeah, to be, it's an economy car. Yeah, it's, it's kind so of like you a can you feel that economy a bit more. car almost or something. Yeah, like you feel that a bit more with that. So, but why do? But I think like, and the question is like, why do you drive the Aristo? And it's like, yeah, you're absolutely right. Why do I drive the Aristo? But there's, I have an affinity for that car. I soul, don't have. Bro. Yeah, I don't have an affinity for any Dodge. Like you know, like ever well yeah no i will say ever like, it's <laughs> not on my list of like oh my god so if you gave me the option of a type r over a, a dodge i would take the type r but that's because uh my loyalties are with japanese automotive automotive manufacturers so i would go with that like it would i would be hard pressed you'd be hard pressed to get me into like a north american built like car i i kind of really want a north american built car but i feel like i would want like an old north american built car you know like if you're gonna have a north american built car you might as well have like a hot rod or some shit that everyone just takes to school and like what i mean isn't isn't you're a, not gonna get a hassled with a hot rod yeah but i just i mean it's not like a hot rod it's not like a no roof open wheel like I mean, that's also like yeah. a pretty big stretch too, right? You've completely gone past muscle cars to like a Model T or some shit, right? Like, yeah, I mean, that's sort of what I like. I'm he wants a hot rod, hot rod, not like a muscle car. Yeah, uh, exactly. or a pony car. Yeah, no, I want to get the brand new, you know, like SRT, and I just want to leave those fucking like spoiler guards on the front to the in hot pink and drive around with those. That's what I want to do. 
Honestly, no, I, I, I feel like I take a CTSV. Yeah. Like, also, I've always like been wanting a CTSV, but they're always sort of like out of the price range, or like maybe I didn't want one enough, you know. But yeah, I always thought CTSV was sick too. There's a little bit of Kevin that wants likes rap video cars. As I think, but what that's I'm trying sick. to get because they're sick. <laughs> you know, it's no, funny I... now though. It's like rap video cars are now thrift cars. You yeah, know I mean? yeah, that's true. <laughs> Back on topic, I'm for sure. Always going to choose a Japanese car before I choose a North American, American built car. Yeah. Korean built car. I have to agree. Hey, if you couldn't choose, I think I know the first answer, so we'll do this quick. If you could not choose a Japanese car, what's your second choice for country? For country German. or origin? Yeah, I knew that was the answer. Kevin, is yours the same? German? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm honestly even having trouble like imagining if I wasn't by a Japanese car. I would just give up and walk everywhere. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, that's exactly right. If I can't have a Japanese car, fuck everything. Okay, so Gerard, if you can't have a German car, what are you gonna have? I mean, there's nothing left, man. American. What else? What else is there? Why didn't you get a Volvo? Why don't you like Volvos? You get a Korean. You like Volvos. You can get a Korean car. I know you were. I've talked to you on the the internet for hours. What about a British car, bro? You you get a British car, and you had that too. See, we know this about you. You could get an Italian car. Talking. You didn't even choose Italian. I bet you. Okay, what's the budget? I bet you feel real. What's the type of car? An Italian car. I didn't give a budget. You could have had a Lamborghini and you chose a BMW. And that's dream. what happened. Yo, man, dream a little dream. Yeah, dream a little dream, Gerard. You and that's blew it. true. I mean, I'll take a Mustang. Okay. But why, how did we get to this? Okay. So Germans off the car, then you're choosing American. That's the next. That's your hierarchy. Well, I mean, okay. I mean, if there's, if there's cost is no object. I'm okay, Duke Cost is no object. I'm in the Porsche. So technically, Italy would have been the second, uh, and then German. I I don't know, man. The the GT3 Touring is pretty nice. I'd probably rock that, and then you know I'd probably get. I mean, if Cost was absolutely no object, I'd probably just buy like a you know some crazy Lamborghini thing. But in, I don't know, man. Even in today's day and age, it's like, what am I going to do with that thing? I'm going to drive it like once a fucking month maybe once a week maybe because i can't i can only fit my wife in it at least with the porsches you got four seats i could bring two of my kids in there and it's what still like the, the third kid get him an yeah, uber <laughs> yeah send an uber i like putting you in the sophie's choice uh <laughs> slow out where you have to choose who goes in the car okay so but realistically if money is the thing that you have to be concerned about you're gonna go japanese german and then American? I don't know, man. Because I mean, I if you're know. if you're giving me a bunch of money, like what Japanese car? No, am I but buy? money. Now you got to consider it. Ooh. Now you got to con- no, 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 no. Now you got to consider it. Now it's just for everyday people. We're just fucking walking around, and we got to buy a car. But you can't buy a Japanese car. What are you gonna buy? But I mean, I, I couldn't even tell you what Japanese car I would buy if you gave me the money. Today's oh, day and buy- age, what would I what would I okay. buy? I don't know. Like You'd for- probably buy two JZX one hundreds. A JZX one ten, like uh, like you buy a. Oh, I thought we were talking about new cars. No, I just mean if I told you tomorrow, Gerard, you no longer have access to Japanese cars. Your next option would be German cars, right? 
Okay. And then if I told 100%. you now you no longer have German cars, are you just done with cars or what do you do? Alfa Romeo, Julia. Okay. Alfa and you have Alfa money Romeo. for that? You could afford that? Uh, it'd be a stretch, but I could probably do it. I mean, you if there's no it. more Japanese cars and you can sell your Japanese yeah. car. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just... Then, okay. So how far down the, the line is the Charger? How do I get you to a point where you're choosing Pairing. a Type R over a Charger? Because I feel like... I actually feel like very early on you would choose a Type <clears> R in practice over a Charger. Not today you won't. In two months, you would tell me a different answer. You'd be like, you I started in on Hondas. Yeah. In yeah. two months, you'd be like, I started in Hondas, and I would totally get a Type R. No. Okay, well, the other thing is, too, is, like, obviously, there's a factor that costs. Like, I bet you the Type R is probably, I want to say probably $60,000 or something. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, like, a lot that. of money. Yeah, but that's a lot I of mean, money like for it. a front-wheel drive compact yeah. car. That's just the same as exact thing as the GR Corolla to me. I, I don't think a $60,000 front wheel drive compact car is good value. Like I'm paying 60 grand for a car that I can't even slide. It's like to me, being able to like burn out slash do a drift or power slide or anything is a very important factor to me. And like the type R just cannot do that no matter how much it can corner no matter how great the engine feels, no matter how nice the interior is, no matter how dope it looks, it still can't drift. I was going to say, how did you live when you had your Honda? If this is the issue, I feel like that you have all of us. Gerard was fully addicted to the rear wheel drive. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I also was... still, no, that's not true because I still, I always had rear wheel drive cars. Even when I had my Honda, I had an A86. I had a, I had a uh, FB RX7. I had a. I see. I mean, I even had a, I had a Volvo at that point too. Like I always had, like, I like front wheel drive cars. And the reason I got it into Honda so heavily was because of like this engine swapping and in compact car, sport compact car tuning was new. And like, that was the newest thing, man. FCs, A86s, S13s, they're all old cars. I bought a brand new fucking Civic in 98 and like, you know, engine swapped it, nitrous it, wheels, the whole nine. And that was me being at the forefront of, tuning if you will at that at that time it yeah, wasn't yeah. like i was like there was no i couldn't buy an s15 i couldn't buy a I mean, what was the what was the newest sports car toyota at the time a supra not even the supras were already old so there was yeah, nothing yeah. i could buy that was like car. you can't just go buy that type r and start tuning it because the type r now is a it's already tuned and b it's like 60 grand it's not 15 grand like when i bought my my EK, it was $14,200. Pretty fucking cheap. What's that and like with inflation? That's what I'm doing right now. Wait, wait, year is that? 98? No. 98. Yeah, 20, grand? 20 grand? How are yeah, you getting this? All right, maybe. I think it'll be closer to like 34. So. Jesus Christ. Oh, what I mean, I'm oh, sorry, like it's only 14.2. 14.2, 1998, brand new. Zero. 0.3% interest. 14. It was like fucking nothing. 200. And I had no qualms about taking the interior out of a brand new car, putting nitrous on a brand new car because it was like a cheap 14, car. 14,200 in is equivalent to 25,800. Still today. pretty cheap. <clears throat> 25K is still pretty cheap. Yeah, I mean, that's like a base level Civic. Mm. It's like 22, isn't it? Or sorry, like Corolla or Civic, any of that stuff? Yeah, probably, I guess. yeah. 
No type so, R. But I mean, no I guess yours wasn't a type R either. Though. No, <laughs> no. They didn't even have the type R's back then. I, I think that is interesting, the way that you framed it as a side, because Gerard's always into the latest, like the newest thing. And at yeah. the time, that was the newest thing. And I don't even look at it that way. I'm like, oh, Gerard was fully a Honda guy for a bit, which isn't really the case. It was just he was into the latest thing. <laughs> no, I mean, Honda Honda, Honda tuning was like a giant deal back then, right? Well, like, no, I was... know that. I'm saying you were into it. I get that. I'm just saying like. But also, anyway, that's the thing. There were, no, there were no other cars back then to tune. Like, like unless you had I mean, an older were, car. There were. Just say that, but older. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what was it? What was it? Nineteen ninety-eight. What were the newest, hottest cars? I feel like the Altezza had just come out, but like, yeah, like that. that what do you mean, the so, highest three hundred? So sorry, yeah, that car was super rare and manual, but there was like none of them. No, they didn't even make the manual until later. Yeah, yeah. So like, highest three hundred. What would have been a Toyota fun car in ninety-eight? Yeah. Well, let's Supra. See. They had and, the latest Supra. Yeah, that would have been really great. In 98, I would have been, hang on, let me do the math here. So I'm boring. We add another four. I'd have been 14. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm 14. People that were building cars in that, in Regina at that time. Cavalier. There was no Integras, Del Souls. There was an MX3, Civics, like SIRs and Civics. SIRs came out in 99. SIRs came out. Oh, okay. Well, Civic, SIs, CRXs. I mean, they were old, but people were still yeah, building them at that point. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, uh, yeah. So, like, what was the other brand? Mazda. What did they have? A fucking MX3? <gasps> Miata. I mean, I yeah. Had, you hey, built hey Miata. you don't make fun of the Mazda MX3. That <laughs> car was awful, and I owned one, and I modded it. How with dare you? you? With Momo wheels. No, nope, my brother had Momo wheels. I had Gerard's favorite TSWs. Oh, TSWs. Yes, I, did know that. I had two sets of TSWs on that car, and I got a custom paint job on it. It had, it had a body kit. A body kit. Me and Gerard would have been best friends. Not true at all. <laughs> a I would have been. Package. Yeah, uh, ground effects, I believe, is what we call them. Yes. I would have been. So when did I get my car? Two thousand and one. Yeah. Gerard would, Gerard, how old were you in 2001? Uh, 41 years old. No, 2001. I like 2001 is when I got my my I would have been 23 or something. Yeah, we wouldn't have been friends. That's because I had I had my A86 in 2000 for sure. Uh, it might have been a bit before that. 99, 98. 2000. No, I definitely didn't have mine in 2001 because I would have made me 15. I yeah. Didn't, I didn't have it till I was. When did Tokiko HTSs come out? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been 2000, I think. When I was younger, and I guess I didn't know a ton, I really liked the uh, Celica, like the, like the last gen before they oh, canceled the Celica. Yeah. I feel like, like yeah, if you don't really know about cars, it's like all it's like kind of a good looking car, but like it looked a, like a yeah, you don't and here's the thing though, it wasn't that I didn't even like know a ton, like I knew a bit about cars and I read Super Street as we've covered in the past, but 
it was like it just kind of maybe it was like you go from a Salika to a super and a super is unattainable, but maybe one day the Salika is a yeah. thing. Do we say Salika or Celica? I've lost. I say Celica. I say them both. I also say one Jay Z and one Jay Z. So I thought you said you took a hard line on not saying. Yeah, but like yeah, I try to, but yeah, you know, sometimes it just slips out. Assimilation gets you, I guess. Um, yeah. So when I was younger, and then I would look at like magazines, and then at the back, I remember they'd have like ads for Supras and the Celica, and I was like, oh, the Celica, it's a nice car, but they were so expensive. Hey, you could have had an RX7. Why did we ignore that? Yeah, I mean, that's you mean a '98 RX7. Like an FD? Well, yeah. I mean, sure, if, that, if I had fucking tons of money. That would have been <laughs> the was, forefront of automotive tuning. Right yeah, there, that, was, that was a car, but that was way out of my reach. You could have had a Stealth, bro. Ooh. Yeah. Could have been Craig kind of. walking all over the place. <laughs> could have just been out there. An Eclipse or uh, Eagle Talon. We did, of, we, did, we did a lot of those, that's for sure. All right, anyway, we've really gone off. I just was just trying to figure out how far we have to go down the totem pole. Until Gerard is in a is American actually, car, actually getting that charger, yeah, yeah. Until he's so, so spending like, his harder money to buy a charger, he's okay, never so, getting a charger. There's no, no way. No, Gerard's ever I agree. A charger. I agree. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. So I feel like if anyone's getting a charger, it would be me. But I'm definitely yeah. also not getting a charger. Yeah, <laughs> and you're only getting a charger because you couldn't find a Chrysler 300. <laughs> yeah, right. You could probably get a Chrysler 300 free. Okay, yeah, so. that's true. Couple, a couple of things about American cars. So, you know, what part of the reasons I love Japanese cars is I don't give a shit how old the Japanese cars car is. It's going to work. You know what I mean? It's going to start. It's going to, the door's going to fucking open. The, the windows are going to go down. It's going to, it's familiar. Any Japanese car, no matter what, even a Mitsubishi or some other weird ass key car or whatever, we all sort of have this knowledge of how it's going to feel. And we have this level of like expectation that it's just going to work and it's going to be familiar, you know, like all, all door handles and all like door locks and the shit in Japanese cars is pretty much the same. There's not like some really weird stuff, but like, so we did that road trip with Trent back in, I don't know, 2007 or something. And in the Chevy. So we took a, whatever Silverado, I guess it was like 2001 or some shit. Yeah. And everything in that thing is just weird to me anyways, because, <laughs> you know, we're used to Japanese cars, you know, fucking bench seats. Like there's not a single Japanese vehicle that has a bench seat. Maybe there was at one point like a Toyota or like a, you know, like a pickup or some shit, like a pickup or a Nissan pickup that has a bench seat. But even still, that bench seat would be familiar in some fucking weird way. Like your Dyna, <laughs> like your Dyna had a bench seat and it was familiar somehow. I don't know. It was different than a Chevy seat. Anyways, get in the Chevy. Weird ass fucking door handles, weird ass door locks, fucking weird ass window switches. The ignition is different. You know, it has it has that thing where you put the key in and the two tabs that like make the key bigger uh, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. fucking metal, right? The steering column, steering column, totally weird. Metal. And it's tilt, but it's metal. And then and then the hazard button is that weird little fucking thing on the side of the steering column. Steering column, yeah. yeah. And like, like, what the fuck is all that? Sh- it's just weird, right? Yeah. I, I feel like, you know, I get in and I'm just like, man, fuck this thing. And it's like brown cloth, but it's not like a, it's not like a Toyota brown cloth. It's not like a, it's not like a familiar brown cloth. It's like a weird American brown cloth. 
the windows, even just the the way the like vent windows worked in the back is just like the stupid latch and like it's just shit, right? And I'm thinking, man, like, <laughs> like fuck this thing, like fuck being in this van all the way to California, or this truck all the way to California. It's gonna suck. Hey, that's what I feel like if I was gonna get an American car, I'd want it to be like an old like American car that has like a bunch of like soul or whatever you want to call it. So it's like you can just kind yeah, of call look it past, soul. Call look past all of those those things because but, like, yeah, like the feeling you get the, driving. But like that's the type of vehicle where it's like literally it's like a utilitarian type of vehicle. And like now like you don't have any soul. It's not fun. It's not cool. It's not practical. It's not efficient. It's not reliable. It's like there's like what what does it have going for it? Yeah, it literally had like the it wasn't it was before the LS, so it was like whatever fucking LT one. LQ shittiest. No, no, no. It's the shittiest engine in the entire world. Made like 200 horsepower and it was a 350. Um, so yeah, even like the light switches, you know how you like pull it out? It's like a click, click, click. Yeah, and yeah. then the fucking wiper, this pin or little, everything's just different, right? I'm thinking, fuck this thing. So, but I mean, really three, four hours in, you know, you, you stop, you get gas, you get in and out of the thing, whatever. At the end of the day, man, a car's a fucking car. You get in the damn thing. Like same with, same with when we took the road trip in the in the in the in the F four fifty. That thing was totally weird. It had all this crazy stuff, you know, aircon seats, massage seats, like the door handles were giant. Like everything was way different than that thing. But like at the end of the day, car's a car, man. You get past yeah, you, all that shit. You, assim- you assimilate to the car, bro. Yeah, you I just, don't you know, know if Gerard does though. You of all you're, people you're still talking about that truck, like. Yeah, like you, you waxed poetically about why we choose Japanese cars. You also show up at the shop and explain to Kevin about like the the stroke and turn signals, and then you're like, "Yeah, but you just get used to it." You don't get used to anything, Gerard. Like, uh, it's like you've never met you. I feel like, but also the you would the other- for sure end up choosing the type r over a charger i can't believe we've got so much mileage out of what do you think out of the new type r which is fucking wild okay so then the other end of the spectrum are the german cars you go in a bmw man it's shit's super weird i mean that's just like, weird too yeah it's got like the window switches are in the middle yeah like- yeah the first time i hopped in an e46 m3 i'm like how do i put the windows down you know what i mean and it's like it's on the the like center console and then how do i unlock the door it's like you pull the handle it's like the same as a ford there's no unlock you just pull the handle once and then unlocks it and then you pull it again and opens the door i'm like what yeah yeah everything is just weird but like i think that's the thing is like that's why ryan loves his aristo is because it's familiar you know i think that's why we love anything is because it's familiar yeah i love you guys so speaking of familiar, <laughs> speaking of familiar though, it's like hopping in that JZX 100, dude. It literally just reminds me of a Cressida. Like I'm just like so stoked on it. It is it's very like, Cressida like, especially the one I got because it's like, it's I'm so stoked with it because it's like, yeah, like our Cressida. I mean, they had a they had a side break, so they had you know they had that, but like. Yeah, we never got a good Cressida model. You know what I mean? We never had a Mark II like JZX. We never had a yeah. Tourer or whatever. So like seven, the, the seven one, MGTE. Yeah, Cressida, Cressida SR5. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They never had that. So it's like the the 100 I bought is literally almost the 100 version of a Cressida with the fucking same 
shitty interior and the same like four spoke ugly ass thin steering wheel and like i i just think it's so cool i'm so so stoked on it do you know what is really funny that i was i was trying to find these questions that people had asked because i had ignored not ignored them but forgot to ask them for a while yeah and i went far enough back that someone was like man you guys make me feel real shitty about my jzx 100 and now gerard has one which is like this is fully now if anyone was ever like man gerard's really shitting on jzx 100s and now it's kind of like oh gerard has one now they're all cool now yeah yeah now people will now jzx owners will understand how i felt when two months ago you're like hey I don't know how much you guys know about EV cars, but let's talk about those. I'm like, holy shit. We've been talking about those for a year, Gerard, and you've just been fully like, not, not for me. Uh, no, all I, just, right, anyway. I mean, there's been a lot of progress in EV cars in the last year. Yeah, that's like fair. for sure. Like, I want to say, like, when you first started talking about EVs, there's fucking Tesla and like Tesla. That's it. Like, I don't know how many pole stars are like, Anything anything else do you see? I've seen I've literally seen like two pole stars and I see like I mean 50 tests a day. Oh easily. Yeah, a hundred a hundred tests a day wouldn't be an exaggeration. I see so many take hands. I see a lot of take hands too. So so many. Yeah, because it's good value. Speaking of which, uh the other one's for sale in case everyone's looking for a tight take on uh turbo s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think our—that's what our, yeah, that's demographic what our, our demographic is—is is people that can afford. Hey, man, maybe they got uncles. They got uncles. They got fathers. They got friends. They hey, got you don't know how people, like you know, you don't know how rich people are. I got yeah. a pretty good idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Listen, okay. Anyways, if you're listening to me talk about electric... anything. You can't afford a Porsche. Go on, George. Sorry. I'm gonna say the other electric. Well, it's not a full electric, but like the other hybrid electric okay so anyways the vehicle i see the most and i think because it's good value and it's because it's one of the only uh suvs is the volvo xc90 recharge which is a it's like a plug-in hybrid uh i do see a ton of those ton of those in my neighborhood but also that xc90 has been out for many years only the recharge model came out recently but i do see a lot of the recharge ones also, I feel that uh, that's like a popular vehicle with people who want like a, a good, like uh, luxury-ish family. family car that's safe and reliable, yeah. but doesn't look super pretentious. Like it is, exactly. a bu- it is a bunch of money, but you don't get those like that kind of look, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it you just very, like very wrapped nice Volvo, like you just did Volvo's entire marketing right there, like their entire <laughs> brand. It's like safe expensive but not about the looks like yeah 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 i guess that's yeah true. it doesn't say amg on the back get a moose but you could get the polestar upgrade for that uh but it's only like 35 horsepower or something it's not very it's not very okay. cool it's not slow though i think it's zero to 60 in like six seconds so it's like as fast as my truck <laughs> as opposed to the tesla that probably doesn't like three or fucking something like that all right, all right, hold on though. Here's the thing: we I've asked Kevin like three times, and then he's never got to answer the question. I don't think. Did you, Kevin? Uh, which one? The, about what would it if you didn't drive a Japanese car? If you couldn't, if you didn't have access to Japanese cars, yeah, what would be your next? 
I think I would have to, I think I would have to agree with Gerard. Like I would go probably towards German cars because there's just a, a bunch of them, you know. There's a bunch of manufacturers yeah. that are making rear wheel drives across across the platforms. So like yeah, it feels like like it feels like German cars is where you're gonna go to. Yeah. And then if you didn't have German, uh, yeah, I mean Kevin's into uh, boats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know like there's that's the thing it's like it feels weird to just try and like pigeonhole like where you're gonna buy every car just by the country that they were designed in or something but i feel like we do that as it is though but i mean i just I feel know? that like there's just so many cars that fit the bill of what i want mm. and then now also i do feel like i have like a bunch of brand loyalty but like you know yeah. i also i have i have reached out and tried and tried other things a little bit but you know like what i like yeah but yeah, fair. I, I can, yeah, definitely. Like a bunch, there's a bunch of cool BMWs and Mercedes. Like I don't know, I like Porsches. Those are sweet. But yeah, I'm probably not buying anything that's not Japanese. Yeah, I would just give up. I would be like scorched. I, I get that just too. Walk away from everything. I totally get that too. One thing I will say though is like, after going to Villains, I was kind of like, oh, like it'd be really cool to like have a like of like a tow type vehicle and like there's people there with like motor homes and like huge trailers and stuff and it's like definitely like another another level and then i was like oh man there's that cool japanese tow truck but i'm just like yo like i feel like then you're just trading like one inconvenience for another basically like you know it's not (laughs) it's not designed for north america you know like it's not designed to go 120 like no so that's where i was like "Ah, no that's i was like all right well like I, I was like, this is maybe a reason to get an American vehicle. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Like, okay. Like, may, maybe. But, if I can't the, have what I want, I'm done. That's it. I'm out of here. That's my, that's how I live. The funniest thing. Yeah. Um, might as well I find recently, a new yeah. Beer. I recently got a ride in, uh, I want to say like the 80s or 90s. Could have been a fucking 90s Dodge truck. Probably a 94 uh, from from cam he told he was towing something and he dropped me off back when i dropped my car off and i got in that thing and like same exact feeling as the chevy but this thing was like even crazier because it was older and it's a dodge and i was just like i mean i literally have the feeling like people actually fucking drive these things and it's like i get it you have a tow vehicle like this and that and like remember even when i drove with you back in the day in the in the in the dodge just it's so foreign and i think that's why Toyota trucks are so popular because they're familiar with their truck. And it's like, yeah, yeah. like they're just like us, like a much, much better truck as far as that shit goes. Ah, you heard it here first. Gerard said Toyotas are good trucks. I feel like you usually <laughs> don't say that. But well, I mean, like Nissan, Toyota. I just meant like, you know, like, you like said Toyota. I got a sound clip. Creme de la creme of I was gonna say like yeah like because Toyota doesn't make that that truck that we're kind of talking about though but I guess that would be like they do the tundra tundra yeah but I mean that that, like is it like is it like that you know what I mean it's not like a it's not a Dodge though it's not like you're talking about like a Cummins diesel Dodge yeah you know I'm talking about like a a vehicle that you're buying because you're like I need to tow you know. Yeah, I mean you can tow with a tundra. Yeah, I know you can can tow with a tundra. You can also tow with like a Kia Optra or whatever. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, what are you towing? And like, how safe is it? And how quick can you go? 
I mean, a Tundra, you don't think a Tundra can tow? I think a Tundra can tow like 8,500 pounds at least or something. For sure. I feel like Chob towed with a Tundra, but what do I? Yeah, anyway. I mean, my truck can tow 8,500. Yeah, I mean, it it, it can. I mean, you know, Riley's Riley's truck can tow 7,500. But I mean, you see the, you see. He's also like, yo, it's like at the tattered limit. I have like, you know, it like goes super slow up hills and it like breaks really badly and like. Yeah, but I mean, like the dudes in Australia tow regularly, like a lot of weight with trucks like mine, like huge campers, like, and they're like, yo, it tows so sick. Like, you know what I mean? Hey, so like the- actually, hang on. I'm going to stop you because mm-hmm. I don't care about trucks that much, but I'm going to make it into a question that I kind of care about. <laughs> yeah. um, there we go. So, because Kevin mentioned this, if you had to get a tow vehicle, what would you get for a tow vehicle? I'm with Kevin. Either both. I feel like we already have a tow vehicle. Yeah, I feel like we both have vehicle like God vehicles that we could tow with. Yeah, I have a tow vehicle. Do you would you tow with your your truck? It's precisely why I bought my truck. Yes, I've never seen you tow with it. I thought you just bought it. I've towed twice. You You towed me once. I've never. Okay, and then I I don't have a trailer. Okay, I don't know the dyno. So that is the actual. So you're like full on like your tow like. 100%. Hey Gerard, we got to get you to Wisconsin for final belt. You're like, put a trailer I mean, on the Infinity, and we're out of here. Yeah, and then I mean, I'd Kevin, you're trailer. And then Kevin, you're like, the Dinah's going cross country. I already left that? a week ago because I go twice. <laughs> go <laughs> Yeah, see, that's the thing. I mean, I guess like, I guess what you're talking about, Kevin, is like a Cummins. Like you're gonna buy a Cummins because that would easily tow anything. That's sort of what I mean. It's just like if you, if, you know what I mean. Like I feel like if you're towing six thousand pounds, it's it's good to be be able to tow like ten thousand pounds. You know. What I mean? But I mean that's the total American thing. It's like you look at Europe and they don't fucking tow with a Cummins. And they don't tow anything with a Cummins. They tow. No, but they also tow sp- like a, the dinkiest little trailer that the car barely yeah. fits on. But I mean, what's like wrong with that? Can I mean, you can't, you can't even buy that shit. Here. Like you can't. Yes, you, not. Can. you absolutely can. They just cost way more. Uh, yeah exactly so and i mean that's the whole thing it's like the american way it's like you get this giant ass fucking truck that's like totally shit to drive except for when you're towing and then you get this fucking heavy ass steel trailer that's like you know twenty thousand pound capacity and then you put your fucking four thousand pound car in it and now you're towing you know eight thousand pounds but like whatever my fucking cummins can tow 12 like who gives a shit but it's like you know what i mean like why don't you get a trailer that's super light and super small that can you know, that has a capacity of like 5,000 pounds or 4,000 pounds, put your 3,000 pound trailer on it with a bunch of wheels and shit or car with a bunch of wheels and tow it with your car that can tow 7,000 pounds or truck or whatever it is. And you'd be fine. Sometimes you got to move your skids to your table. Your what? Your bobcat. Oh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like like Neil's trailer is a perfect example. Like Neil's trailer, I think is like 8,000 pound capacity or something. Like you and me, we would never, ever, ever tow anything that was 8,000 pounds. Like, I'm not yeah. putting a Cummins truck on my trailer. Like, you just go get another fucking trailer. I'm towing my car. That's it. I'm towing a car, maybe some fucking furniture. That's it. Towing furniture? Well, I mean, like, it's a trailer. You might need it for, like, something else. Oh, I, I see. Fucking moving or something. You know what I mean? thought you were bringing furniture with you. Certainly not putting cool. a forklift on my trailer. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. Okay, well then, so those are your answers with what you guys have. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Sure, I I, I don't really know. 
I mean, I have, I would get a lightweight trailer. If I had an aluminum trailer with my truck and my car, perfect. Done. That's exactly the combo that I wanted. Okay. I only asked this question because, Kevin, you were looking at tow options the other day. So I was just curious. And Yeah, anyway. I was also looking at like $300,000 like toter homes. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I was like. I was like the this, yeah, this exactly. I'm like, there's more square footage in this mobile living vessel than in my actual yeah. apartment, you know? Yeah, you could just live in that. You could drive everywhere and live in it. Yeah, and it's like cheaper than an apartment too, so. It really seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, we're I mean, all you idiots. Could definitely buy. You could definitely buy one of those convert, not converted, but like those like bus type motorhomes. Yeah, that the car like goes in you tow your between car the axles. Them. No, the, what about the ones where the car goes like inside? Oh yeah, like a, that's a toy hauler. Um, it's not even. It's like uh, it's it's so ridiculous. It's like like literally like the car goes in sideways in between the two axles. Never seen it, that. Yeah, sounds it's, fucking crazy. Yeah, it's so crazy. No, I just, I just mean like, yeah, like yeah, those, I know those bus type motorhomes, and then just toy I did, I did, I did look at a bunch of those toy hauler things, but they all are like really, really short. Like they have like a, they're for like sleds or motorcycles or yeah. quads. Yeah, like none of them have like a twenty foot garage, yeah. or none of none of the ones that I was looking at. No, I mean, a perfect, perfect example is like Daryl. Daryl has like the biggest truck in the world, but he also pulls the biggest trailer in the world nonstop. Yeah, yeah it's also his, like tons job. of cars in it. Yeah. 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 Also, it's not the biggest truck in the world. Definitely uh, well, not. It's the, but... it's the biggest like pickup that you can buy for sure. Yeah. I, I just, mean, you, I mean, you can buy the jet. like, there's an F550 and there's an F650. And there's but I mean, that's not a pickup. That's not a pickup. Also, that's like a, I was just being a, I was being a smart ass is what I was actually doing. But I was just meant like, there's monster trucks are big. Oh. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Kevin's half brother wrote us, uh, asked us a question. Awesome. <laughs> uh, Avec Moustache. Oh, he added a thing to it. Songs. Pulp. It's always been like that. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, yeah, with mustache, ahead. without pulp. We used to have Songs a drift pulp. team called Juice. Oh. Uh, yeah, it was like Kohei, Matt, and I. And then, uh, and then, yeah, like we like like had a side group out of that group called Without Pulp. Ooh, that's, that's a real funny. you can't sit with us vibe, is what that is. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, on the next, so Matt writes in, thank you, Matt. And this is actually very uh, fitting given where Gerard's at. Okay. On the next podcast, ask the guys what they think about that shadow six thing. The RZR on top of two jet skis. G likes going to the lake with his family. I'm sure the other lake goers would love if he got one. Lol. So it's a razor on time. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. Yeah. Shadow uh, Six Racing Wave Runner RZR. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the first I've seen it. So it seems like it's probably never. pretty crazy. That is nuts. I. It's nuts. Yo, man, it's the very first aquatic utility vehicle. <laughs> oh my god. Ah, I just looked at a photo. What do you think it's of like, that, Gerard? I mean, 
turn it up to 11 but yeah it's like that's a uh, that looks like an interesting way to spend fucking 100 it looks like a movie grand. yeah it, it looks i mean i would just take the two jet skis like like yeah, why the would razor you just leave the razor on the beach yeah why would you why would you put that all together and what happens when you roll it now yeah is there no motor in the razor is there like what's the motor in the razor doing that i don't know yeah speaking of which yeah like we're we saw this jet ski today that was like pretty sick it's i mean it's it's a pretty common one it's a sea do something three-seater 1200 cc like it looks fucking so sick man <laughs> i just got one anything that goes on the water with a motor is fucking cool it doesn't matter what it is even without a motor like i was kayaking today like all that shit's sick yeah so, i mean being on, the water's, like, being on the water still i guess you don't like it no i don't like it all yeah. right there you go matt avec moustache sans pulp yeah i also have to agree with Rod on this one it's I, I would just take the two jet skis and the razor separate separate yeah or yeah. or or totally like just give me a razor or give me the jet skis or give me yeah. all of it but don't give it to me together <laughs> yeah uh my answer is if it's not built in japan i don't care so i can't have it well good i'm glad that we asked that question we got a lot of mileage out of that not like the, the how do you feel R. about the new type r I'm just enraged. Uh, I, I feel like that was more of like an America versus, versus oh, yeah. Japan thing again. Yeah, oh, it was. Wow. Look it up. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I just saw that Gerard, you sent me a picture of a charger yeah. of the group. I don't I don't like that. I don't want that in my life. No. I'm walking. Well, dude, that thing looks so sick, but I don't know what you're talking about. I don't the charger? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't even sick. Like, I don't know how I you don't can, even... like, be into cars and not think that it's cool, though. I don't know. I guess we'll find out because I don't like it and I don't even want to be around <laughs> anymore if that's in my life. So hold up, hold up. So I did actually, speaking of American cars, um, roll the fenders on a Cobra <laughs> like a couple weeks ago or whatever. It was like a, a Mustang. Yeah, yeah Mustang there was also Cobra. that Mustang at the Drift event that, uh, that was sick. I mean, Mustangs, they're fucked. They're so weird. <laughs> like, you get inside, the shifter... I mean, the yeah. shifter feels like a shifter. Okay, it had a Hearst shifter. Okay, whatever. It shifts into the gears. The clutch pedal, I swear it had like 10 inches of travel. 10. I'm not fucking kidding. 10 inches of travel. You know where yeah. it released? Wow. Half an inch from the top. And like, this thing was supercharged, headers, everything. Like, this car was so unbelievably loud. I, I just had so much trouble pulling it into my like my shop in the back because like with the hill and like the clutch and like it wasn't tuned so like it didn't fucking idle and the thing was just so obnoxiously loud like you would look at the gas pedal and you'd be like like just insane loud and i'm like fuck like and then i'm trying to use the clutch because the guy parked it in my driveway so like i'm trying to use the clutch and like the handbrake the handbrake doesn't fucking work of course and I'm, I'm releasing, 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 releasing. What felt like for fucking 20 minutes, I'm releasing the goddamn clutch. And then it finally starts to grab. And anyways, super weird, super shitty to drive. Super, I would never, ever have that car. No matter how fucking cool it was, I just couldn't get down with it. It's so fucked. Steering feels like yeah. shit. Yeah, clutch you're going to get a like type shit. R. Over that car, yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
I have thought about this. And here's what I, uh, a side note is I don't even need to write articles anymore because I just talk to you guys about things and those become the article. So I was going to write an article, uh, an article about this. And then I was like, no, I'll just talk to Kevin and Gerard about it. And we did the car show at a Spec D event. Yeah. Which was pretty cool. It was like cool that we did that. You know, there was there was some hand picked cars. It wasn't like a huge thing. It was like, how many cars, Gerard? Uh, I think we nine, eight, nine. Yeah, that seems about right. Probably nine. We'll just say nine because nice even prosperity. Number. Yeah, nice prosperity sake thing. <laughs> Everything comes down to nine. And that I only am now ever around competition style drifting mm-hmm. when it is spec D once a year when they. They come to mission. I think I had this revelation where I was like, oh, I think that competition drifters, I could be very wrong, maybe feel a little bit of the way about us as we feel about them. Well, I mean, you're making a vast generalization. But that is a vast generalization. That I, yeah, like, what do you. Yeah, but that's the thing is that because I what was do thinking I about feel, that. Ryan? about okay. them. <laughs> well, yeah, no. I feel like I've I've learned some things about you from editing your footage that is interesting. It's like, uh no, I I with them. Well, I do think that Kevin probably has a little more leniency or appreciation, we'll say appreciation for uh the competition style drift car than probably I, I might have or I'm going to go out on a limb and say maybe that Gerard might have. Gerard's shaking yeah. his head yes. Oh, but he's got to go look around his neighborhood. He's got to go fight a bear. Yeah. On a <laughs> jet ski. I was trying when they were like walking around the car show area. And maybe I misunderstood or I didn't hear them properly because my hearing sucks a bit and it was loud. But I was trying to get them to talk about the blit. Like I actually was like, no, yo, yo, like talk about the blit this is the only car like it in north america like it's super crazy like it's a one jace you know like it's got a six speed in it all these like custom parts and i was just like trying to and they were just kind of like meh and like it didn't do anything for them and now there's obviously different reasons for that there's gerard's an avant-garde and people don't get it until they get it or it's not like a purpose-built drift car and they were just kind yeah. of like, oh, yeah, no, we don't really like care about that. And I was like, man, how don't you care about that? And then I was like, maybe they looked at it as like a stance car. But I'm like, if you know anything about Gerard, you know that that's not really Gerard. Like Gerard will drift this given given the opportunity. This car will get drifted. It's, 100% that would be drifting it evergreen. Yeah. But I couldn't get them amped about it. But then like they're obviously like amped on like. Denofa's old RX-8, and and then that is like a cool car in its own right. Most of the cars, not most of the cars, a decent amount of the cars in that parking lot that were like considered the show cars have been drifted. Yeah, and I'm not even counting my car. I'm saying like J Lo, you know, your car, Kevin's car, DK has (laughs) drifted his car. Then I was just like, well, that that I thought it would have been funny if they had like a show car drift parade lap. You know what I mean? Like all the cars from the show get to go out and do one lap. I was like, that was sick. 
I guess it was like a lesson in perception is what I'm trying to say is like, oh, they don't see what we see. They walk through the parking lot of what we had and they were like, oh, maybe these are just stance cars. And it's like, no, like that's actually not what Serial Nine's about. It was just like a, a very interesting reminder about what that world is about. Because, yeah, it draws a certain type of person to compete. And Kevin, you've admitted that part of you is that type of person a little bit. You like to compete. and I do feel that like sort of kinship to those people. And, you know, you can kind of walk through the pits and like there's kind of like a certain type of person and you can kind of point them out. And it's like fully takes a certain type of person to like, wrap their car up on the back of a truck and take it, you know, like 14 hours away and drift it for the weekend and spend all of their money and then go back to work on Monday to try and work it all off and do it again next month or whatever it is. That definitely is a certain type of person to do that. And maybe the only type of people who do that and stick with it are that type of person. And that's why it's just that one type of person. But I feel like having done those things in the past, I can like fully appreciate the effort and how much work it takes to be there and to do that. It's like, I'm not going to Edmonton. Like, I'm not going to Calgary. Like, all those dudes are coming out here. And that's like a, yeah. t- that's like a ton, you know? That's like a, like, that's a haul, you know? Yeah, like, all those guys think they're going to make it, you know? <clears throat> well, but that's the thing is, like, Jesse uh, from Odd Man Out won his license to go drive FD2 or Formula D Pro 2 or whatever. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. are you going to? He's like, not a chance. It's like, I'd like to, but, like, how how do you even make that be an option you know and i think it's pretty easy to forget that like i come from the background where i started shooting those events and like kevin and i talked about this prior a bit and like kevin you kind of said like oh ryan i don't think you like sometimes see what those cars are actually about and i was like no i like i i fully i do like you go to formula d and i think i said to kevin like some of those cars no no cars drift cars photo photograph like formula d cars like they just they something about them whoever designed the livery on those cars it's like man they're easy to photograph probably also because they're going insanely fast when they do their entries and yeah and tons of smoke and tons of angle tons of smoke like, and extremely yeah, close like, to like the walls and each other's it's yeah very dynamic like, yeah it's scene. super like and for some reason it's like it's easier it almost feels like it's easier to get the camera to like focus on the on the liveries <laughs> on certain cars and it's like yeah. yo okay like i totally get it i come from that background uh you know it wasn't until much later on in my whatever fake career of photographing uh events where i like found like oh like stylish drifting you know like i was i was pretty old before i saw the light i do get it but i think it yeah the whole thing was just very interesting and i'm always reminded of that like man like i kind of live in a bubble of of like fuck drift cars should look fucking dope and uh, that's all i want is for them to look dope and i'm not saying (laughs) that they don't look dope they're just very different you know like there. Yeah, but I mean, I think also within that realm, right there, I think there's probably four drift cars at that thing that you could pick out and be like, those cars were way doper than the majority of the field, you know? Yeah. But and like, that does. And the same thing back in FD, I'm sure, at like any point, you could have been like, these four cars, like, <laughs> like this, you know, this one has a sick livery, this one's super low, like, this one is just like, 
you know, like when Ross Petty had that like Bozo S15 that was like fully three different candy paints on the car. Like that car was so nice just because of that, you know? Like, but I, I do know what you mean. It's just like overall in the whole, four cars that are sick out of the whole event is not like Final Bout where 94% of the cars are sick. But there still is a thing that happens when I go to an event that like regardless, there's still like, yeah, all the cars, all the cars at Final Bout are nice. But then when you put them at Final Bout, because you're at Final Bout, there's still cars that are less nice than the other cars that are at final bout. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah no, totally. 100%. Like once you put everything on that scale, like once the bar has been raised, not everything's even keel. It's like, Oh yeah. Now they're what would be really cool at a local event now maybe became bottom tier. And you're like, Oh yeah. And it's a very interesting thing that happens. But how do you feel about being not relegated, but we'll say it relegated to being like the car show people at a drift event. Cause that I almost would say that isn't actually very serial nine. Uh, I'm, okay I'm, I'm cool to just have a presence. You take our exact, exactly what we did there and maybe put it, I don't know, in like Midwest or like fucking Florida or California. It might've had a different reaction. Who knows? Like those guys might've actually known that the CD triple nine shifter is you know, an extremely popular shifter for people in that realm. So like, maybe they would know and be like, oh yeah, serial nine, like fucking cool. But like these guys, yeah, they all sort of looked at the booth and the cars and thought, uh, like, so that was one thing I was going to, what is this foo-foo shit, you know, wanted to say earlier was like, uh, sort of like, imagine like when we were at Wickfest, you know what I mean? It's like, we were getting our cars ready and then like, you know what I mean? And then we had to drive down there and then there was like the like ordeal with the hotel and then we got to Wetfest and then we had to like film our intro. And then it was like, you know, like I couldn't look at every car. I probably walked right past some crazy cars and like didn't pay any mind to them because I wasn't taking the time to look at all of the details and like fully appreciate it. And, you know, there were some, some builds there where I like, I ended up going home and looking up about the car. So I was like, Oh, like that's cool. But, like, I didn't talk to the guy then. I just walked right past him. And, like, it's like, oh, you know, like, I'm wearing my Serial 9 shirt. And, like, Serial 9 just walked right past my shit. And, like, they obviously didn't care. And it's just, like, everyone's kind of doing their own thing. It's, like, I'm sure those dudes who walked through the car show were, like, literally going from spotting or something for their buddy to back into the pits. And they had to go eat or what, you know what I mean? Like, not everyone has all the time to come and talk to you. It was actually, like, a really great experience. I'm glad we went. I was very happy. It was yeah, fun to be fun. there. A lot like, and I, I, you talking really, about the like, Spec D event or the, yeah. The, well, now I'm talking about Spec D because I don't, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, Overall, yeah, okay. like, I really like the Spec D event. Um, it's like a nice reminder kind of of, of what got me into where I'm at. And I like seeing that. I like seeing people do what they're passionate about, which is great. Like, I love that. And I'm not saying, like, obviously, everybody walked through and was like, fuck this shit. I don't need this. I just thought it was just a very interesting thing because I do live in a bubble. I spend a lot of time with people that kind of see eye to eye with me on what drifting, in my mind, could be. And there's a very different school of thought out there. And there's definitely room for that because it's a little bit when I'm like, yo, this split it's fucking sick and people are like i don't really get it it's a wagon and then i keep walking and then they're like super into like some v8 swapped car and they're all about that 
where like I had that conversation with people while I was taking photos of the drift event where they're like, this car is fully sick this year. And then I saw the car and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, like, I guess if that's like kind of what you're into. But then it's funny because uh, on the other side of that, it's a lot of like, yo, look at this blit. And then they're like, yeah, I guess if that's like kind of what you're into. And it's like, yeah, yeah, but you don't get it. And they're like, no, you don't get it, man. The, the blitz, what it is, man. It's like, it's difficult to understand car. Like who the fuck would even, unless you're into wagons, period, <laughs> like you're not going to look at that car. You know what I mean? Even JZX guys don't give a fuck about that car. It's like, if you're not into wagons, you're not going to even look at it. If you don't, for some reason, like are one of those guys who like, are kind of weird and into wagons. You're not even going to look at that car. The other thing that was actually really interesting about the car show is the amount of people that loved uh, JLo's yellow S13. Because I think in that circle, in that world, it became the most mm -hmm. relatable, right? It was like, Relate. oh, it's an S. Yeah, like it's an S chassis. It's a bright color, you know, like, but it's low. And it was like a variation of what people were used to. Like what you'd actually see out in the field is what you were seeing at that car show. but in one cohesive like street styled piece. Whereas like nobody was really looking at the Aristo and being like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like you could take that out there, you know? Uh, and DK's JZX is like super cool to look at, but I don't know. Wasn't drawing necessarily like the same type of, of I crowd. Feel like, uh, one thing I'll say is I feel like that particular drift crowd as well is, is probably, they didn't seem like, the type of people that would even know or care about like a JZX 100, JZX drift yeah. car or whatever. You know what I mean? So like, I feel like that was probably a good part of it too. I mean, I and feel like, like right. if you're in that scene, you definitely know where you're not knowing about a JZX drift cars, you know, but there weren't any JZX drift cars, I don't think. There was that no. Laurel and the Skyline and another Skyline and a shit ton of BMWs. Oh man, like, Drifting has come so far that like all those, like there is the perception of what can be and what can exist is vastly probably grown so much over the last seven to 10 years. And that's cool. Cause I mean, like when I was into drifting for like three or four years, like the only possible thing you could do was like, try to go pro. There was no like yeah, people just building their cars to have fun and like, drive with their homies like it's like you go to no, events I, you get better you try and and every event was like a competition like even like like every event had a competition at the end you know yeah it which like feel, which feel, had a comp pgps had competitions maybe not but it felt like all the western events had a competition this west uh yeah the, the western event i'm going to on the like the island this weekend i guess has a competition like i was like oh okay <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when I started shooting, everything had to have a competition. Uh, even like when we organized our first drift events in Saskatchewan, they had to be yeah. like, they were competitions. It was like, and then the second time we did it, so we did this big competition and we called it the Big Valley Driftery because it was named after the Big Valley Jamboree. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> the second time we did it, uh, so the first time it drew a big crowd and the track loved it. And then the second time we did it, uh, we were like, no, we're going to call it like a camp. And the whole point is so drivers can come out and put in time and like actually like hone their skills. But yeah. the track 
didn't understand that. They were like, we're like, no, no, you're not going to have a crowd. You're going to have a few people that come out, but we're not advertising. You're not doing price of admission, like big ticket sales. This well, is so why, that drivers. What is, what's in there for the track? Well, we still rented the track. Like we yeah. paid them money two days to rent the track and there yeah. were drivers there and they would use the concession, but it wasn't uh, the, the first time do, the Dota logic guys did a drift event. It was like <clears throat> in partnership with the autocross people there. They, they weren't really interested in drifting. So they let us do it our way. We brought, it was like 400, 400 people ended up at this track. The, Track owners loved us. They drained their well pretty much because of us. They sold a ton of concession. They were like, we can go to Europe now on this trip. It's going to be great. And then the next time we came back, we were like, hey, we're going to do a two-day event again. They're like, yeah, you are. And then when we did the event, uh, we're like, but it's not the same thing. We only do one comp a year. That'll be at the end. This is like just so drivers can come out and like have fun on the track. Yeah. And they uh that kind of from that point the relationship started to sour because it was like it rained a lot that weekend. There were some dirt drops, they were meant to be a cart track, they yeah. wanted to charge a bunch of money. Anyway, tail as old as time. It was a, <laughs> a, a, a it was a racetrack not being acquainted with drifting and understanding what it is. You know, they see dollar signs and then when they actually like see what a drift event is like, they're like, whoa, 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 how, why aren't I just making straight bank off this? And we ran into troubles, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Kevin, do you ever missed competition drifting? I know you did it last year, but like, I just like missed drifting, maybe, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, tell yeah. me about it. I also missed, missed drifting. I took yeah. a, a decent amount of photos at the Specty event, uh, you know, like, I, uh, forget that like pro cars or like cars set up that way like they do make a lot of smoke they you know they make cool noises and they do draw a crowd like that is i mean objectively i think that style of drifting is probably easier for people to attach to you know it feels like it's not so foreign i feel yeah it's not so niche, I think. It's like Yeah. It feels like for a normal person, they're like, Oh, okay, yeah, it's like a tournament and like one guy versus the other and someone moves on and you can cheer for someone each time and But and also I feel there, like you know what I mean? If it's like a big drift jamboree, you're just like, What like when do I stop watching? When do I start watching? You know? But yeah. also I feel like level is higher. And if things are doing what you think they're doing, like if a kid thinks of drifting, he thinks of like high speed smoke, whatever, like the, the whatever fucking car it is, he might not know yet. Like, but even for example, Dominic, he sees a car that has like crazy livery and like makes crazy smoke and is super loud. And like, whether it's low or not, it's not important. Whether it's cool or not, it's not important. It's that it's doing the thing that you think it's supposed to be doing, which is drifting right? The most is drifting the most. So when you go to formula D, you get the dose of like, that's like, that's like the heroin of drifting. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, the yeah. fastest, the loudest, the competitionist, the, the fucking craziest cars, the, you know, the most smoke, it's the most. And then you drop down to like whatever fucking spec D was the spec two shit. And it's like, 
you know, a little bit of smoke, a little bit of speed, a little bit of talent, a little bit of this. And then you drop down to like the grassroots and it's like the cars are cool and the drifting is still drifting, but it's like, you know, it's like cocaine versus fucking fentanyl or something. You know what I mean? It's like, you're still, it's not, I mean, is it like cocaine? I mean, I think it is. It's, it's, it's glamorous. It's, Yo, man, it's grassroots, man. I was you know, gonna, yeah, maybe marijuana. <laughs> I don't know a lot about drugs, so? though. I don't know. Uh, either, maybe I mean, it's like, a nice cold craft beer, Gerard. You know, nice artisan beer. You know, like you got to know what you're tasting when you're there. I mean, I guess I'm saying like it's as uh, far as like up. I'm 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 talking about as like the the level of drifting, uh, you know dopamine that it provides i feel like it's a lower level like yeah. if you were to take mr average joe and show him a yeah. final bout and then show him a formula d event sure as fuck they're gonna be way more excited to watch a formula d event well, it's like a, it's a fucking spectacle you know yeah, yeah. no what it's like the circus coming to town what we and like what we is a very refined taste that requires a little bit of knowledge of what you're watching, I think. And I mean, if I'm wrong, please correct me. But like most people that would come to an event that we would be about for drifting would know like, oh, you know, like that pink car. If I were to be like, it has a one J in it, they'd be like a one J never came in that pink car. And oh, it's got a six speed. Like you would kind of. But I mean, the, the jump would let me be just, easier. Let me just stop you right there. It's like, okay, it has a 1J, it has whatever. Like, if you just remove the fucking type of motor it is, because it's fairly irrelevant in the grand scheme yeah. of things, how much horsepower does it have? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. No, that's fair. Who gives a fuck if it's a 1J? Does it have 700 horsepower? Does it have 1,000 horsepower? Those kids or those people, they'd be like, oh, that's like a 1,200 horse drift car. They don't give a fuck what kind of engine it is. They don't right. know what kind of engine it is. Like it could be a four cylinder, it could be a six hundred, it could be eight cylinder, it could be a Jay Z, it could be anything. As long as it does the thing to the most, it satisfies that. Like, you know what I mean? And here's, here we are trying the, to explain. Here's you trying to explain. Oh, you know, like a one J, like never came in an Alteza, and like an Alteza is like a Japanese. Why do I gotta sound like that? Why can't I, I mean, be cooler? You guys, what I'm saying is like, voice. I'm saying like Fuck you. <laughs> that's like fucking the world of Warcraft of drifting, man. Yeah, okay. We're, I was we're, gonna... like, we're all fucking like kind of nerds, you know what I mean? I think that is that is one hundred percent it. I think you're nail on the head. <laughs> we are nerds about it, and it's just a yeah. giant group. I would you know, like your drug and... analogy didn't hit because I don't know enough about illegal highs. I was gonna be like, maybe pro drifting is like the PBR of drifting. <laughs> Whereas like, and I could be like Kevin likes craft beer enough but also if i feel like in a pinch kevin will also drink pbrs and be like oh totally can live that life like kevin's got enough less than a pinch is gonna take me yeah 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 kevin's got enough of the streak in him like i was gonna be like when we were talking about the drivers it was like i was gonna be like a lot of pit viper glasses in there and you know it's like kevin will fully rock pit vipers you know like that's Kind of I, I don't thought. have them. I don't have them, but like, I yeah, give I a guy a PBR. Why? And, 
Yeah. And then you and then you're talking about the blit, and it's like, dude, the blit is like the weird ass, like super yeah. rare sword that you can only get by fucking slaying. Okay, I was dragon. talking about beer. Why are you I thinking it's so nerdy? Just say that drifting is craft beer. The drifting that we like is the craft beer. I mean, that's it's not even because what Gerard's saying is that the 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 pro but, level drifting is is a, a much more exciting flavor and is going to pull people into the beer world. I think it's just about more the so masses, than your though. weird craft beer where you're yeah, just but like, I think like no the, the barley level of this beer is forty two percent where I only exactly. like barley level yeah but I think that's exactly what you would get in the craft beer scene the craft beer scene is like hmm. The IBUs on this are much higher, and I don't like the hop. This hop yeah. is my favorite. Yeah, Whereas, exactly. like, a PBR is I don't like, like a Blitz 03, but I like this SSR yeah. But then if and I then, give you a PBR, you the you're like, just, just there to, drunk. like, I can drink 20 PBRs exactly. and get exactly. fucked up. You know, and I mean, that but, is... But, like, you have to realize that. that the people the people that are going to these events and the people that are, like, being introduced to drifting are like, I don't give a fuck what kind of beer it is. I just want to get drunk. Yeah, and that's what that's, I'm saying. Yeah, they're there to party. Yeah. And then if that's you're so like, hey, this is like a really interesting beer that has a high percentage, and they're like, ah, it's too far removed. I don't like the can. Where's my PBR? It tastes like pine. You know, like yeah. now I made them nerdy, which they're not. They're the they're the they're the cool ones <laughs> just crushing brews. And I'm trying to explain to them about the brewery and how there's no other brewery like, like it. this one yeah. brewery. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah no i think that's fair that's uh and if we're wrong and if pro drifting is the craft beer or whatever refined tastes um please make that argument and let me know yeah, i'm know totally open yeah like and subscribe uh but no i i'm open to hearing that i want to know more about that but i do totally agree that Pro drifting is way more accessible than whatever the shit is we're into. And I think that's what I was trying to get at is like, I was reminded of that. And I think it's nice to be reminded of like, my way of seeing things isn't necessarily the only way of seeing things all the time. My sort of gauge is like the ride height, right? So like, I didn't even look at those cars because they were too high. Whereas like every other dude, like the drifter guy, probably wouldn't even look at my car because it's too low. So they're like, yeah. there's no way that's a drift car. There's no way you can drive that. That's probably some stupid fucking air ride car. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? They just, it's too low. They don't look at it. They're like, yeah, that's dumb. Like look <clears throat> at the camber. You can't fucking drive that thing. And that's it. It doesn't matter if it's a wagon, a JZX 100, a S13, doesn't matter what it is. It's too low. It's too cambered. It's, it's off the charts. They can't understand it. Yeah. 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 I've, or they just don't uh, respect it or care about it. Now, if they were to watch the box one video of Gerard's car, they would learn that none of those things are true. Um, but but it doesn't show the car drifting. Like I think until no. that car is actually shredding in some sort of fucking any kind of facet, nobody gives a fuck. Like yeah, I barely give a fuck. Like it sounds cool. I like driving because <laughs> it's my car, but like. I just want to go sideways and, and fucking burn off a set of tires for fuck's sakes once and for all in that car. You know what I mean? I just want to do a bunch of shit with your friends. Yeah. Why? Well, how do we get that done? How do we get to doing that? Well, I'm going to uh, put the injectors in and get it tuned, and then I'm going to go hit up like 192nd fucking industrial zone or something. I don't know. Uh, good. Um, yeah. 
No, I think you're absolutely right. I think most people would probably look at that. I have decided that the word that we're trying to find for Gerard, we're always like, he's ahead of the game. Gerard is avant-garde is what I've decided. <laughs> I'm going to start yeah. calling Gerard. Avant-garde? I like yeah, that. Yeah. That is the avant-garde. Uh, and that is that. Is that. Um, <laughs> all right. All right, you guys. Um, I'm glad that Gerard joined us from a van for this recording. I'm glad it all worked out. So I appreciate that. And I appreciate you guys. So uh, thanks for hanging out. And thanks to everyone who's written in and said, one, ask questions. And two, everyone who just writes in and is like, hey, I really enjoy the podcast. Yeah. Regardless of like when they started listening to it. Everybody, to likes, it. everybody likes the podcast. Yeah. Thank you for liking it. <laughs> yeah everyone that hears it likes it that i know no that's not true cole chalmers reached out said he liked it i appreciated mm-hmm. that cole chalmers is a an og media guy and drifter from western canada that now lives yeah. in the u.s thought that I was cr- great he's a crest of the guy oh yeah. yeah yeah anyway i really appreciate it i love it when people reach out lets me know that we're doing okay <laughs> lets me know that we're heading in the right direction Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll probably work on having more guests on in the future. Gerard, thanks for uh, taking some time from your squash tournaments and boat races and um, polo regalias. Uh, yeah, and to hang out uh, with Kevin and myself, always a pleasure. <laughs> Enjoy your rest in your ivory tower, and uh, I will talk to you guys. When I talk to you. <laughs> All right, man. Bye. Good night. Good night. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening. (laughs) Thank you for being our friends. Thanks for listening to Serial Podcast 9.